0: Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever.
1: All right, everyone, we are so excited to be talking to Alyssa Knight today. Alyssa is, I mean, her background is extensive, so I'm gonna give you a high-level overview, but definitely go check her out. Alyssa is a board member. She's a cybersecurity filmmaker, screenwriter, published author, content creator, hacker, entrepreneur, CISO, and I'm serious, the list goes on and on. That's just like probably 10%. (laughs) On top of that, her professional studies range from intelligent operations, to marketing, to strategic thinking and building and implementing growth strategies. And beyond that, I mean, Alyssa, you're also an ISO 2001 lead auditor, certified (laughs) anti-terrorism specialist, and have held designations of certified scada security architect, certified intrusion analyst and the prestigious cisp, cissp. Your background as I've stated is super impressive and that's just a little bit of it. We are so I know Eric and I are like super pumped to dive into this conversation with you today. How are you, Alyssa?
2: I'm good. I feel like we just took up the whole show talking about my resume end show run credits we're gonna no, I'm, I'm kidding no thank you so much it's I love being on your show thank you for always having me as a guest yeah it's great to be here great to meet you too erica
3: yeah no this has been an episode we've been talking about for a long time we've definitely been following all the cool stuff you do I mean you have one of the like coolest backgrounds honestly like oh, I'm geeking you. out just having <laughs> you here. and I'm super excited to dive into it really yeah. I mean you've gone from like hacker to producer. It's crazy to me how you got in this field. I mean, I I want to hear about kind of like your origin story in terms of like, how did you get here where you are today? If you can give us like a cliff note version, I know we can yeah. talk to you all day long.
2: Yeah, for sure. So most of the world knows me as a recovering hacker, but it wasn't as far as my you know, my origin story and going into filmmaking, it, it, I sort of just kind of woke up one morning and realized, oh, my God, I'm a filmmaker now. It started at Night Inc. with one of our clients, Elusive, who wanted us to go from writing white papers for them to doing video And with the video explosion happening, everyone really wanting, you know, the TikTok generation wanting everything in the size of a video. We realized that this is the direction that content really is going. People want to ingest content differently now. We really felt that people just weren't downloading 15, 20 page white papers anymore and reading them. You know, everyone wants to digest video now or audio (laughs) in the case of podcasts. So what happened was we created this sort of video this what how would I describe it it really wasn't an episodic short film it was more kind of like just a really short I want to say 15 minute video where we I was hacking a network and I it was called view from the attacker and I was hacking into a network and just going through the tactics techniques that I would do when hacking a network pivoting laterally And, you know, disabling EDR, showing how possible that was. And the video went viral, it took off. It was their most successful marketing campaign in the history of the company. And we realized that we just had so much fun. And we realized that this is where a lot of the demand from our clients was going. And so we decided to form a group of companies, my wife and I. And Night Studios was the new company that we're creating that we were going to do production videos on and just producing short films. So what we did was we reached out to our existing clients and said, hey, look, you know, we're doing filmmaking and we'll create the screenplay. We went out and we invested, you know, several hundred grand into actual cinema equipment. So cinema cameras, we shoot with the red cinema camera, which is what Hollywood uses and a lot of cinematic lighting. And we made this huge investment, win and in big, and it just really took off. It's now about more than 85% of our annual revenues. And we, what we do is we do these episodic short films for cybersecurity vendors. So our whole th- mission statement is we're bringing industrial light and magic to cybersecurity.
3: OMG. Okay. The TikTok generation that is like so real for this right now. <laughs> Um, I'd almost call you a pioneer in this space, really. Yeah, we're
2: we're really, we're radically, I really feel like we're radically transforming cybersecurity marketing. We really don't believe that people want to be advertised to anymore. You know, HubSpot just put out this report that was more than 64% of buyers now prefer to learn about products through video. And I just feel like the world is changing. You know, marketing is changing. You know, we're super excited to announce that Our last film was selected by Cannes Independent Film Festival and now we've submitted to Sundance and we just got signed as a studio with AMC movie theaters. So AMC is premiering our films at their theaters, 1200 something theaters nationwide. So we're super excited. Yeah, a lot of exciting things going
3: on. Congratulations. Thank you. That is an incredible feat on its own. But I mean, the biggest thing to me that's sticking out is like you really bet on yourself. You saw an opportunity and you made it happen. You made that investment in yourself and you've kind of like created this path for yourself.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If you look at my career over the last 22 years, it was never about creating a really shiny, cool toy and then trying to figure out how to market and sell it and productize it. It was always created around demand at the time or something that I needed. So my first company that I started and sold at 17 and sold to a public company when I was 20. That was a company that I created around customer demand for, you know, at the time. And then my second company I created and sold when I was 24, I sold to a public company, was a product that I created because I needed that product. So I created a company around it and it took off. This company was created around the demand for you know, this sort of new type of marketing and using episodic short films. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to create a series sort of like a Netflix series where we wove the products of our customers into the story arc. So instead of just trying to sell the features and capabilities of our product— You know, and what you do, we're big believers in Simon Sinek's. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. We wanted to weave their product into the storyline. So, you, Erica, while you're binge watching this sort of, you know, Black Mirror style, Mr. Robot style series, you could go back to the office and buy the product. So, that's what we wanted to do, was really just create a storyline around it. And I feel like you know, you need to affect buyers now at a visceral level in order to market a brand or a product to them that they could just, you know, make a part of their lives. You know, I mean, we have some people that reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I watch your movies with my daughter. I watch your, your films with my son. And, you know, now they're excited about cybersecurity. So I really feel like we're, we're almost helping to build the next generation of cybersecurity engineers through these short films.
3: Absolutely. You're way ahead of your time. You know, you're, you're paving the road for so many, but it's also like you have this incredible gift of like knowing what the market needs and being super insightful and strategic about that, which is amazing. So let's talk a little bit about some of your current projects. Is there any? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. We have some new series coming out. So this actually, a lot of this came off being approached from a producer that wanted, so I'll give you a little bit of backdrop on that, Erica, because I know this is our first time meeting, but so uh, I was about ended. They wanted to do a new series where the protagonist was a female because women can be hackers too. And what happened was we were talking to the production company and I was talking to my wife and I was like, look, why are we giving so much of the revenue and so much of the costs to the production company when we can produce this ourselves? So you know so that was another impetus behind building night studios was we felt why you know I really feel like that's been the mantra my whole life is why pay someone else to do this when i can learn it and do it myself so that's what we did was we took this new series that they wanted to do based on my life and produced it ourselves so we just finished the pilot episode and so this all originally came out of a Netflix series. And so, you know, now what we're doing is we're doing all of these different stories across these different brands while marketing their products at the same time and telling stories. And I feel like you can't really do that through an advertisement. You can't do that through a white paper. You're just telling a story that affects visual, all these kinesthetic learning styles. You know, visual, you know, audio and just all of it it can be done through short films. And I apologize, I completely forgot the original question. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I'm honest about it. You know, I could just lie and pretend like I just answered your question, but I, I think I don't know.
3: I right. love it, Raw and authentic. This is what <laughs> Jax and I this is what two cyber chicks now three cyber chicks here is. Oh, I love it. Now. I love it. I love hearing about what you're doing. I mean, this does answer my question, right? Like, what are you currently up to? What are the... Oh, yeah,
2: I'm sorry. We are super excited. We just signed a new series. It's a new FBI series based on BAU2. Just, Just got announced the other day. So this is... You're the first show we're talking about this on. So it's called Dark Ops, and they signed a full season. And so what it is, is the FBI... If you remember that series, Criminal Minds, I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was the Behavioral Analysis Unit of the FBI, or BAU. And so the FBI created and actually split it up into different BAUs. So there's BAU-1, BAU-2, BAU-3, and so on. And BAU-2, Behavioral Analysis Unit 2, is their focus for their criminal profilers is white-collar criminals and cyber. So this new series is based on BAU-2. And the co-producers of it is this amazing new cybersecurity company called Tago Cyber, and they're a threat intelligence platform. So what we've done is we're, we're creating this new FBI series with their product woven into the storyline. And so in the process of this, you know, we go out, we put a casting call out, all the actors submit their, their submissions and audition videos, and we select the actors, and then we get the different film locations and it's this whole hollywood production as a matter of fact we do film part-time in in hollywood and we also film in las vegas but we have some regular actors that we work with so dark ops is the new franchise that that we're starting that the new episode we're planning on airing in fall of this year so we're excited about that and then let's see what else scorched earth the co-producers are no name security we're super excited about that that will actually be airing soon as well And that is uh, actually the new series is based on my life. So I've taken the entire story arc for the company, No Name, actually signed up for a full season as well. So we're doing 10 episodes and each episode is based on the OWASP API security top 10. So the first episode is called Bola. The second episode is called Broken Authentication. And it's this idea, it's based on my work uh, when I was arrested by the FBI and uh, went to go work for the US Intelligence Community in cyber warfare. So the protagonist in this, Evan Keys, plays me. And it was really cool because Evan was so respectful of wanting to be as authentic as possible. So she spent time with me, learned, you know, all of the things that I did and, and wanted to just represent me and my life as authentically as possible. And I really respect her and appreciate her for that Yeah, she'll be coming out to the the film premiere as well so we do these hollywood style movie premieres at amc uh for all of our new franchises that launch so that's unreal and then we also just signed another company and that's kind of that's top secret right now it's classified i can't really talk about it but we're super excited we'll be announcing that soon And it looks like they will be paying for... They're contracting us for a full season as well. So we are pretty much producing all of these. We're becoming our own Netflix. We're producing all of this original content for these companies. And what's different about us is our films are premiering at AMC movie theaters as well as streaming online. So we're pretty much becoming like a Marvel Studios for cybersecurity.
1: I love that. And I actually, for all of the listeners that are curious... I had the opportunity of interviewing Alyssa on location at the AMC in San Francisco.
2: It was a great interview. I loved it because so you could see the entire movie theater in the background. You know, I had some people reach out to me and ask me if it was a virtual background. I'm like, no, we're actually in an AMC was movie so cool.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I got to actually watch one of the premieres it was amazing. It was so awesome. Like what you're doing, just like Erica said, is just like groundbreaking. You're definitely before your time, but I see this really, mm-hmm. it's going to be taking off and you're just going to be changing the way that we look at cybersecurity, but where you're doing it is where we need it, which is that younger generation. Like you've really ways right. to connect, not just with the general population wanting to see videos, but that younger generation that sometimes that's the only way to communicate with them is those right. short clips.
2: You know, and it's interesting because I was thinking, you know, well, Maybe we should make these feature films and make them, you know, an hour and a half, two and a half hours long. Since we are actually premiering at movie theaters, a lot of the research that I've been doing and talking to some of, you know, other millennials and, and Gen Zers, they it's almost gotten to a point now where those feature film lengths are too long for them. They want the short film, 15, 20 minutes, you know, or even like you said, in the size of a TikTok video, two minutes long. But you know so we're going to continue doing short films you know between 15 and 20 minutes long. We do have some folks who are interested in doing a feature film with us so we're excited about that but we'll see I, I don't know it's it's we're, we're just gonna continue to see where this path takes us. The really interesting thing and I gosh, I guess this is the first time I'm talking about this now as well I keep having a first with your show Jax. I, I don't I know what's it. going on there's some uh, company in the life sciences space and they are having us actually film their cybersecurity awareness training videos. So what we're doing is really this idea is is that we want to completely radically change cybersecurity awareness training to. Employees hate logging in to take computer-based training. They hate it. I hated it when I was even a CISO at the bank. It was horrible, you know, and and you do whatever you can to skip past the content to jump right to the quiz. And guess on the answers. And no one's learning anything. So organizations are still vulnerable through their people. And so what this company is wanting to do with us is actually film a series like the, and then have their employees log in like they would watch a Netflix series, log in and, take the, and watch these shows while entertaining them, teaching them cybersecurity awareness training. And so they don't realize that they're learning At the same time, they feel like, you know, they're just binge watching a new series. And so that's really what we're going to do. So we're taking this whole transformative marketing and experiential marketing and taking it to security awareness training and disrupting the security awareness training space. We're excited about it. I think 2020 to the rest of this year as well as 2023 is going to be incredibly exciting for us.
1: Yeah, gosh, we could talk so much more on this. And we need to just have you back on the show to do another segment talking about all the work that you're doing in the space. Cause I really think that we could deep dive into it. I want to pivot us a little bit because I want to talk about the other side of this. You know, we always see like you're, we've got three cyber chicks right now virtually in a room together that are all high achievers. And what people don't see is the behind the scenes of what right. takes place to make us those high achievers. Before we did this interview, I went on your LinkedIn and I started scrolling through and you have 18 different positions on your LinkedIn. And I think some of are like showing us present. A lot of them are. So you definitely don't waste time. You obviously have figured out ways and tips and tricks to balance things, or maybe you haven't, but how do you juggle everything and then balance and figure out that priority? And then also like you're giving back to the community. So a lot of the things that you're doing is going right back into the community. So my question is really like, how do you do it all, Alyssa? It's a lot.
2: Yeah, so I know this is an audio show right now. And I was—I actually brought my task management sheet with me to New York. But yeah, so the center of gravity for my day is this daily task sheet that I created about 20 years ago. Uh, it was based on the self-journal from Best Self Co. And what it does is if, if you're familiar with the concept of $0 budgeting, $0 based budgeting, where all of the, every dollar that comes in your household, you assign to a job in your budget so that all of every single cent is allocated to something for your budget for that that month, right? Or for that paycheck period. I took that idea and applied it to time-based budgeting where every single 30-minute block in my day is allocated to something. So it's just being purposeful about budgeting all of my available time in a day to a specific task and prioritizing it and so I created this worksheet and it's worked for me for the last two decades. And so what I do is the night before every day, I fill in what my planned activities are across the different companies across this time period for the following day, prioritizing my tasks, making sure that I'm not just busy, that I'm productive, right? Cause I feel like all too often we're busy but we're not actually producing anything. So every single thing that I do is is actually applied towards a goal, right? So I don't believe in creating a new year's resolution. I believe in 13 week goals. So every 13 week I define a goal that I want to achieve. And every single day I actually put a task in that day towards achieving that 13 week goal. So everything that I'm doing on a daily basis outside of deliverables for film or for clients is towards that 13-week goal. So I know that throughout the next 13 weeks, I know that everything that I'm doing is progress towards that goal and habitualizing the things that I need to be doing. Waking up at 5 a.m., going running, working out, and you know, meditation, all of those things and reading. So in addition to the 18 roles that I have right now, I also make sure that I carve out time to read it. And so it really like one thing in our household and you know, with Mel and I that we never allow is to say, well, I don't have time for this. Without those, that phrase, I don't have time is not allowed to be said in in the night household. Because it's not that you don't have time; it's that you didn't make time. And when we realize how much time we spend reading email or taking time out of the day to go to your favorite restaurant and eat lunch, you realize that, well, that actually just took two hours. And when you're conscious about making sure that every single 30-minute block is accounted for in your daily task sheet, you realize how much time you're wasting doing things that you didn't know. You are like, if you actually sat down to see how much time you spent reading and responding to email. You would be shocked. Like I have two 30 minute blocks assigned to email and then throughout my day. And if I can't get to your email within that 30 minute block, then you're just going to have to wait until that next 30 minute block for me to get to that email. And that's the way that I, I don't let these tasks run my day. I don't let my day run me. I, I run my day. And that's the only way that you can really do that.
3: Wow. This is stuff that like Jax and I talk about all the time in particular to how mindful we are about everything we do in our day. Because yeah. it's no surprise, right? Like we used to say, hey guys, time is money. No, like having the time, that's yeah. the new priority, right? Like having the ability to make your day your own day, that is freedom. That is yeah. like for most people these days, right?
2: No. Yeah. That's a good point. And that's the one thing that I did find is if I don't list the three things that I need to get achieved t- before I go to sleep, it's like that quote, and I'm going to plagiarize Will Smith for a minute, and that was, we don't go to sleep when we're tired, we go to sleep when we're done. And that's the thing. How can you know you're done if you didn't write that down? And that's the thing is like when I wake up in the morning, the ingredient to my success is making sure that I do my daily task sheet the night before. I never wake up in the morning half awake, groggy on my first cup of coffee, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do that day. I do it the night before when I'm 100% there and focused at what I wasn't able to get done that day and needs to be moved to tomorrow. So I always do my daily task sheet the night before. That way, when I wake up and I'm butt in seat, I know exactly what I'm supposed to get done. I can just start my day. And so, you know, because God, what are you going to do? You have to eat another 30 minutes or another hour trying to fill out your daily task sheet for that same day is going to interrupt your flow. And so that's the thing is at the end of every day, I know that everything I wrote down in my daily task sheet, whether or not that was a successful or productive day for me, I know now because it's written down and I know what I was supposed to achieve that day.
3: Oh my gosh. Preach, preach, preach. I'm over here showing you my notebook for those that can't see. I've got my must do's and I've got my (laughs) to do's right yeah, they're yeah. going to keep me up at night I'm going to be thinking Erica you're going to wake up
2: tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the, the, the interesting so I you know I would love for your audience and for you to take a look at this sheet because so, so like after 20 years you can imagine how many iterations it's gone through I would say that you know saying it's gone over 100 revisions would probably be an understatement every task also is categorized as either long or short if it takes less than 30 minutes for me to do then it gets an S if it takes longer than 30 minutes it gets an L. And I know after 20 years that I can only do two long tasks in a day, two, and that's it. So I need to be very purposeful, very conscious about how many L tasks that I have assigned that day. And I know that I can only get four short tasks done in a day. So I have really a total of six tasks, you know, that I can get done in that one, you know, work day and still ha- spend time with my wife. And, you know, because that's important, you know, is time with our family. And, you know, and I know that in this great reset, we all as a global community reprioritized what's important to us.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about balance. And we talk about how hard it is to find that sweet spot <laughs> and that balance in this industry. So you hit it really nail on the head. Listen, we're going to have to do a part two to this.
2: I agree. I agree. I know. And I apologize because I know there's so many topics you want to cover and I keep hijacking it and of
3: 20... Love it. This has been amazing. You have been an absolute treat. I'm fangirling super hard. I can't wait to have you back on the show. If our li- listeners are looking to find this cheat sheet, learn more about you, what is the best place for them to find your information?
2: Yeah. So what I'll do is you can download it from my homepage uh, at alistnight.com and it's also in my LinkedIn Pulse post- Feed right now, as well. So by the time this episode airs, I'll have uploaded it to my homepage. So right now, it's not there. Right now, it's only on LinkedIn on my LinkedIn pulse feed.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for being on the show today.
2: Thank you, Erica, thank you, Jax. I appreciate both of you, and thank you again for always inviting me back as a guest. I love spending time with the both of you. Can't
3: wait to have you back. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Erica. Bye, Jax.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.